Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, welcome to the podcast, my friends. I have the dear Christy Knuckles with me today. And let me tell you a little bit about Christy. Christy is a Nashville-based worship leader and singer-songwriter with a passion for writing and speaking. Her podcast, The Glorious in the Mundane, inspires listeners to find the wonder of God at work in their everyday moments. Christy has released seven solo albums with Six Steps Records and her independent label, Keeper's Branch Records. And Christy and her husband, husband, Nathan, live in Franklin, Tennessee with their three children. So welcome, Christy, to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I really um, am excited. I first met you. Well, I didn't meet you, but I met you through my ears when I was listening to your Watermark CD with you and your husband years ago. Yeah. And you just got, <laughs> you just got to meet my husband because we had some technical difficulties. She's, she's like, it's Watermark. <laughs> together. In the like, there they are. Yay. Um, and I saw you, I get to meet you about four years ago when you came to Memphis uh, with uh, on a tour with Ann Voskamp and Rebecca Lyons. And so yeah. it was, it was so neat to meet you in person. And I remember sharing or showing you the Watermark CD and, um, and showing you that I had listened to it and you were so attentive. I remember that. I mean, there were people everywhere, lines of people waiting to meet you. And um, and you, you were so attentive um, when I got to share a little of my story of infertility with you because you had gone through two miscarriages. And yeah. so I just I just remember how attentive you were to me as if I was the only person in the room. And I just appreciate that about you. I really do. Thank you. I'm glad I was, by God's grace, attentive to you in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely want to go back. I, I have to say my hair is jealous of your hair. Can we oh. say that? Can we say that my hair is like, <laughs> I feel a little insecure right now with, with my, I mean, if my hair could speak, right? So we need to know the secrets. What are the secrets <laughs> of your amazing hair? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay. So I used, I'm trying to think, I'm like blanking on the name. It's um, Moroccan oil products. Okay. It's, okay. The, it's the products that are the really pretty Tiffany blue color um, on the shelves, uh, but it's called Moroccan oil. And I use the actual oil. Um, and then there's like a curl cream they have and the shampoo and all of that. It's for really, really dry hair. So my hair, it, it's, you know, it, it, it is great in that I can go a couple of, I mean, I can go probably, I can wash it twice a week, maybe sometimes oh, once a wow. week. <laughs> so it's awesome. awesome when you're on the bus and you're traveling for days on end. So you can just throw the shower cap on and go to the church shower, wherever they've put you in the green room. <laughs> so. Wow. 
Okay, now we know your secret. No, I think God just blessed you with great hair. I mean, I, I don't care how many products we're going to use. We're not going to have Christy Noggles hair. But uh, I had to get that out of the way. I was like, I just got to know. I just got to know about the hairs. <laughs> so pretty. But, um, okay, well, let's go back to when you, you just talked about being on a bus and being on, you know, tour years ago when y'all were Watermark, you and her husband, and y'all had two young kids. There was something that God just put in both of y'all. Um, you were back at home and you talked when, with an, I think it was your agent or record label. And what really happened in that moment when you knew y'all were called to slow down? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it probably happened over uh, several months. You know, the Lord just started shifting my desires for sure. And it kind of, I will say, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I was just all of a sudden, you know, because we were so... Um, excited to get to make records. And we had been on several, you know, big tours, our kids, pretty much those, the two we had at the time. Now we have three, you know, they learned to walk on buses and, and we just uh, were kind of going strong, but I would just kind of, you know, really when it, it started was like really needing community. And um, I remember just, we would try and try to, get to go to the, you know, community group meetings. And we, it was just like, Oh, we're out of town. Oh, we're out of town. And then mm -hmm. someone would have a baby, you know, and I was like the only one that couldn't be on the meal train to, you know, take mm -hmm. a meal. And it was just like, wow. I mean, it's like, we felt like gypsies, you know, in a way, and just like wanted so much to, you know, have some normalcy. And our oldest was approaching, you know, do we start him in kindergarten? Do we just keep homeschooling? Do we keep tracking? And so, you know, there were just, we were coming up on some decisions that we had to make. And in that season, you know, I had no idea that God was actually allowing that exhaustion. He was allowing me to hit a wall with young motherhood and um, allowing me to sort of hit a, the point where my strength and capacity was, I was realizing it had a shelf life and I, I needed to have him reorder my life in order to set a different pace that was sustainable for me and my family. And that was what he was calling me to. And, and I, I realize now, of course, looking back, more than 15 years later, that that call, sort of that just physical call home to want normalcy was actually really a spiritual call home to come and understand what it looks like to really not just live for God, but to live from Him. And that was that was the beginning of it all. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and I, I got to read a lot of your story. I've listened to your podcast, Glorious in the Mundane, and it is beautiful. And I love hearing your calm voice. It's definitely a calming podcast for me <laughs> with all of the noise around. But you have written a book recently called The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. And so you in the book, you kind of peel back the curtain for us to kind of see an inside of, you know, 15 years ago when you were on a bus a lot and y'all were touring as Watermark and you had a young family and how you were drawn, like you said, from the heart of God's rest, not mm -hmm. to it. And that kind of leads me into the next question because I love visuals. And you put a visual in your book about these three concentric circles. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, some listening probably know Miss Lauren Chandler. Uh, she was a friend of mine. I mean, she still is one of my dearest friends, but at the time we had kind of just met and it was something that she had actually shared with me. I talk about it in the book, how she 
shared it with me. And so I, I sort of already had this framework for this bullseye and concentric circles that we had talked about months before that. And I was at home, I was cleaning a toilet. We were between tours and I was kind of trying to get things done. And lo and behold, God meets me uh, while I was cleaning a toilet one morning, <laughs> which I love. And, and, you know, he, I love that. Um, even someone t- said it the other day, I was on a different podcast and I never really heard this before, but they were saying thematically all throughout scripture, it seems that the men in the Bible would go out to meet with God, but most of the time God came to the women because of all that they're carrying. So when you, when God would, would, you know, meet with a woman, it was like, he came to the well, he came to where the women were because of they were, they're in the mundane, they're carrying things. And so I love it. God definitely, um, he showed up <laughs> cleaning a toilet, which is just so encouraging for all of us, right? No matter what yeah. we're going about in our day. And, and so it was just this, clear marker of like what literally I can count on one hand, the times that I've sensed his presence like that, where it was literally like, wow, you are here. And it it caused me to end up, you know, I went down to my farm table, the kids were taking a nap. And I just, I kind of did that thing where I let my Bible sort of fall open, you know, just like, God, you're here. Like, what do you want to say to me? I was just open, you know, and it opened to Psalm 37, which I tell you in the book is actually how I came to know the Lord as a seven-year-old. That very passage of scripture, I tell that story, which is very special. And so when I look back on it, it's like he was he was literally bringing me back to my gospel story that day. Psalm 37, he's like, remember this? Like, this is how I first mm-hmm. found you. I first approached you when you had nothing to offer. And I came and I breathed life into you when you were seven and you became mine. And and then as I was reading, it was like, you know, verse four, we all know it. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause like the noonday sun. And I sat there and literally that visual of the bullseye and the concentric circles comes to my mind. And it's literally like I could put it down like a transparency almost on top of the scripture. So I love Mm -hmm. it. It was like God was confirming to me what Lauren had shared with me. And through his word, he was, he was causing that visual to open up. And it was like, he spoke to me and just said, you're doing all these things, Christy, for me. You're busy. You're, you know, I've given you these gifts to sing. And yes, you're, you've carried my name. You've written these songs. You're taking those songs to the world. You're out here, but he's like, you're out in the outer rings of your life and you're exhausting yourself running around trying to do all these things for me. And literally I'll never forget. He was like, just hit the bullseye and I'll take care of all the outer rings of your life. And I'll show you my glory. Like I'll show up in it. I'll do these things. And, you know, later I even just, I could think about just how, you know, Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship and that we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he's already prepared in advance. And so even just He's just calling me to go like, what if you just came home and you learned how to be my kid again? Like you learned how to just live as a daughter Mm. and you learned to enjoy me, which is why I created you. And then like, what if from that place, 
there was a spillover and, and then you got to see me work in these outer rings that you're exhausting yourself. You're basically hustling out in these outer rings. What if that hustling is actually holding you back from living as my beloved, this way that I caught that I've created for my beloved to live. And so it was this call, like I said earlier, just a, a spiritual call home. And yes, he did make it clear to me that he was physically calling me home, like, like to the tune of, laying down my career for three or four years. I didn't know that would that I would ever pick it back up again. But at the time it was scary. It was like it felt audacious, you know, to like go, wow, I mean, you're calling me off of the platform to come home and take care of my family and my kids to put them first. But now I love it that it took me 15 years to write this because then I'm I'm able to look back and even encourage others in it to go like he showed up over and over and over and did exactly what he said he would do when I trusted him and I surrendered in those days. Mm, that's so beautiful. And you use the word beloved, um, the calling of the beloved, and that's the first um, circle in mm -hmm. the bullseye. And so, um, wow, I, I so much. I love how you said over and over that God showed up that he said he'll show up. And, um, and when you laid that down, you know, when you and your husband, Nathan were in the house and you looked at each other in the hallway in your book, you write about this where, you know, you're holding your kids, you're two at the time, two mm -hmm. kids at the time. And you knew, um, this is what God is calling you to do. I can't imagine it was, it was very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, but then now you have the 15 years to look back on that and say, God, you were doing a plan. And, this is so this is so good because in our daily lives, no matter if we are uh, a singer on a stage or a mom that's at home doing a side business or or homeschooling her kids, yeah. you know, this this pertains to all of us. You know, this mm -hmm. pertains to all of us in the way of God saying, you know, you have to come to me, lay your burdens down to me and you share the three um I'm all about threes, I guess. I don't know, but no, you but... share about the uh, secrets of juggling. Oh, and yeah. that helped me so much. You talked about the three juggling secrets are lift your eyes. You have to lift your eyes. You can't look at what you're catching. You've got to lift your eyes to see about the arcs. And then you said um, palms up. You got to yeah. have your palms up. And then you said talking about uh, throwing freedom throwing freely and talking about like casting our cares on yeah. him. And um, I can't tell you how many times I have said the phrase palms up since I read your book, wow. palms up. And there was just a circumstance that happened recently with us, nothing huge, but, and I just said, we're palms up, we're palms up for yeah. what God wants. So tell us a little bit about the juggling secrets. Uh, <laughs> the, they were so good. So good. <laughs> um, yes. Well, it's funny because um, I talk about in the book, living from the inside out versus the outside in. So it's sort of that bullseye is the calling, like you had said. And then that next outer ring is the community of the beloved. And then the outermost ring is, I think when you live from the bullseye, it's the reclaimed capacity of the beloved. So it looks different than when we live outside in. And so when I, I talk about what it looks like first to kind of live outside in and kind of what the dangers are there. But then by this chapter, I'm like, okay, let's talk about living inside out. We're going to live bullseye out into these reclaimed outer rings. But I start with this whole hissy fit that I have in my closet that morning about, you know, I started in the word of God. I did the things that I should do to live in the bullseye, but we have an enemy. And so this whole chapter is sort of like, 
I want to show you the battlefield that plays out in suburbia America every day, you know, with mm-hmm. us getting our to-do list done. We've still got work to do, you know, Jesus, even in his call in Matthew 11 for us to rest, you know, he says, come up underneath my yoke, which I love. It's like, a that's like two animals in a, you know, a contraption working together. So it's like, they've got to plow the field. And so he, he, he's, I love that he references, you know, there's still work to be done. So he's like, Mm -hmm. come up underneath my yoke and work. And so, you know, what does this look like when we're trying to live this out, you know, live from the bullseye. And I talk about, um, you know, this day I had where I basically was just, I felt like I should put on some bricklayers overalls to, you know, just Mm -hmm. accomplish everything that I felt like I was supposed to be building that day. I was like throwing on and off sweaters. I got overheated with the hairdryer and I was late to a meeting and all the things. And I finally just get to this place where I have to crawl back into the bullseye that morning. And I talk about just this whole conversation I had out in the car with Jesus of going, okay, God, I ran straight to the outer ring, you know, and now here I am coming back. And I had to use my words with him. I think that is so important. And then I kind of go into, you know, this whole thing that he led me to that very day. Um, He led me and I was, I don't remember even, I think it's because I was like thinking about what is, what are, you know, juggling for women is a real thing, you know, just like juggling the career and the motherhood. And like you said, whatever that looks like, whether it's homeschool or just a side business at home or working full time. And, and literally I was like, I just, I don't know what, I mean, I guess it's the Holy Spirit just made me look up like the secrets to juggling. And of course it was like completely applicable to, women carrying all that we're carrying. And I was the very first thing, like you said, was lift your head. Like you can't keep your eyes on what you're juggling. You literally, I mean, they're literally talking about physically juggling and he's like, lift your eyes to see the arc. Like you can't, there's a much bigger story going on overhead. And so I talk about how that kind of played out in my day. And then that palms up, it was like, you know, of course that's that I talk about how, you know, that's just goes against everything. I think a lot of the time Um, I've used the example before of we've ridden horses a lot as a family over the last several summers and actually holding on to the horn while you're loping a horse is one of the worst things you can do. Like you'll, you'll actually sit in the saddle and, and be more secure if you let go. So it's the same, it's the same thing, you know what I'm saying? You're running a horse. I mean, a lope is like a, a, you know, it's not really a gallop, but I mean, but still it's like letting go is actually making you more secure to sit that sit in the seat, you know, and then, yeah, throwing it's, it's, he said, it's not about the, the juggling. It said, it's not about catching what you've, you know, thrown. It's about just throwing with freedom. Like literally you're not trying to catch your, you're trying to throw. And I looked up, of course, you know, like when it says cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you, it literally means to throw. And so literally we are allowed to throw our cares upon him because he, he cares for us. And, and it's interesting too, you know, when Peter talks about resisting the devil um, and in sort of that, you know, battlefield, I was talking about both times that's mentioned, he talks about humility and even casting off pride. And I even talk about how I was sort of prideful in my closet that morning in trying to 
strap on all the things upon myself and going, it's all up to me. I got to do all this. Well, in a way that's prideful because it's not really, it's not releasing and not throwing my cares on Jesus the way that I'm invited to. And it's putting all the, you know, weight and the pressure on myself, which is, Mm -hmm. is in a way, you know, prideful to carry that on or to take that on. And so, yeah, that, that whole chapter, I was like, I know you wanted me to talk about how how beautiful it is to live in the bullseye, but surprise, (laughs) you will have beautiful days, but you also, I thought it was probably most Mm -hmm. helpful to talk about that you're still going to have days like that, but just how to go about that juggle and and releasing and, um, and allowing God to just help you carry it and to step underneath his yoke. Well, and the beautiful part about the ending of that story is that you had asked your husband, Nathan, to take a couple of those responsibilities off of you. And he did joyfully. And then you got to spend a little extra time with your daughter that you were getting ready for dance recital photos. So, I mean, it's just amazing the things and the blessings that God gives us when we release because he's saying, and I have this for you. So that is, I love the visual of seeing you in all of that. And so Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, that you're sharing, you know, this is how it is with moms. And um, so I, I, I like that. Okay. So we have to talk about this and I know we're almost out of time, but I wanted tell everybody and share, you can share this funny thing that Eliana, you're uh, second. Oh, this was Annie Rose. This oh, is Annie it's Annie Rose. Rose. Yeah. Okay. I missed yeah. That. okay. Yeah. Anyway. And so she was asking and you were singing over her and you were singing like this deep spiritual song. Like, I mean, you say it in the book and it was great. And then what did she say to you after you kept singing that song? <laughs> right. So the funny part about, uh, first of all, her little personality was just that when she was a toddler, she, she sucked her fingers and she sucked her in- index finger and her middle finger together. So it was like a little peace sign. Or sometimes we would say like, she would pull her fingers in and out of her mouth to talk to us. And often when she would, <laughs> in between talking to us, you know, she would pull those fingers out and it would look like she was taking a little smoke break. You know, she'd have these two little fingers together and then she put them back in her mouth. And so that night she was talking to me in her crib and she was, you know, had her fingers in her mouth and then she'd take them out and she'd say, she said, sing a song. And so she put her fingers back in her mouth and I said, well, you know, say please. And so she put, you know, takes her fingers out. She's like, please. And so, of course, I start, you know, singing A Mighty Fortress is Our God. I'm singing. It was a song we had written and I'm just like blessing her and wanting her to just, you know, take it all in. And she pulls those fingers out to the side and she goes, can you sing all the single ladies? (laughs) (laughs) I literally just, I about choked. (laughs) And of course, I I didn't skip a beat. I was like, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. I love that so much. I'm crying. That is awesome. And it just brings you back to life. Like we could be singing a spiritual song with our kids and then we sing and Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Keep you humble. That is for sure. Uh, I love it. Well, and we mentioned a lot of your songs. And so I have to ask this song, what is your favorite song that you have written? Oh my goodness. Um, I would probably have to say it's a song called For Your Splendor, and it's on the album called End of the Glorious. Um, it's about being pruned and growing in, you know, as a tree for his splendor. And so, yeah, it's one it's one of my favorites. I haven't sang it in 
a good minute, but I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you give us a sample? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> listen, I can't even remember it. I, I just did a okay. podcast with a friend the other day and she did a whole thing where she tried to stump me because I can't remember <gasps> the lyrics oh. or the melody of my songs. That's hilarious. Well, sing us another one. Um, oh yeah. I'm trying to think. Baby, you were made to carry such a load. Lay it down and we can watch it go down the river of grace. Oh, the river of grace. And all it takes is a little bit of faith. And Jesus comes and carries it away down the river of grace. Oh, the river of grace. I think I changed keys there in the middle, but. That is awesome. (laughs) I love it. Own personal concert. I love it. Um, Well, I love how your music speaks to us and just draws us near to the heart of God. And so uh, I appreciate this book. Y'all need to go get it. It is The Life You Long For called, uh, and the subtitle is Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. And so Mm -hmm. I just appreciate you so much and your music and your your podcast and your writing and just your ministry to us. And um, so I do have three little fast, fun questions for you before we leave, but um, what are you eating, reading and loving? Oh my goodness. Eating um, always Mexican food. I love me some (laughs) Tex-Mex. You know, I'm actually looking for that thing that I'm reading next, but one of my all time favorites, actually two of them, Andrew Murray abiding in Christ is one that I go back to over and over and another staple is definitely A.W. Tozer, The Pursuit of God. Those two, mm. I probably go back to at least at some point during the year, every year. So, Really? <laughs> yes, okay. And you reference those in your book. Yes. So good. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. What are you loving these days? My goodness. Well, we are in a, you know, a very tough season. Actually, my mom is fighting cancer. And so even in the midst of that, it's, it's been bittersweet as you know, you can imagine it's very hard, but it's like a precious time. So I got to be with her probably three or four times this week, because thankfully in God's faithfulness, like he moved them here from Oklahoma a year and a half ago. We had no idea that she would uh, be diagnosed with cancer. And so it's just, I'm loving that they're 20 minutes away and that I got to even sit with her last night and make her laugh. And that was precious. So I'm loving that. Mm. Well, and we'll continue praying for her. I saw that on Instagram that y'all are walking through this. I know that's very difficult. Um, but I, I, again, just appreciate you, Christy, so much. Thank you Thank for taking you. time for us today. And where can people find you online and your album and your book? Yes. Well, ChristyKnuckles.com. Uh, we All the music is on there. In fact, we had a friend that did a whole page of like everything I've sung on for the last 25 years. He, he like went through and meticulously listed all that. So you can find For Your Splinter on there or the lullaby yeah. album or whatever. And then of course, Instagram, I'm at Christy Knuckles. It's N-O-C-K-E-L-S. And then uh, we can find your book probably yeah. on your site. And yeah. then anywhere you buy books. Yeah. And also okay. I did through Right Now Media, there's a whole uh, Bible study that I did that's a companion for it, that there's four sessions of, of, of teaching. And so video teaching. Yeah. 
Okay, that's great. Well, and at, at the end of each chapter, there are um, uh, a couple questions, thought-provoking yeah. questions. So I'm sure that that is a great part of it as well. So thanks again so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Friends of a Feather podcast today. I pray you were encouraged. And if you were, I want to connect you with our Friends of a Feather community. So something new I'm starting in 2021 is every month I will be hosting a Friday Zoom meetup for all Friends of a Feather podcast listeners to connect and talk about the episodes from the month. I'm really excited and I would love for you to join in. You can go to my website at renrobbins.com and on the homepage there, you can find out all the information. It's a free group, but it's a really great way for us to all share about the episodes, share some takeaways and have community together. So I will see you in that Zoom room the last Friday of every month. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend. I'm so concerned with what I look like from the outside. Will I blossom into what you hope I'll be? Yet you're so patient just to help me see The blooms come from a deeper seed That you planted in me Sometimes it's hard to grow When everybody's watching have your heart pruned by the one who knows best And though I'm bare and cold, I know my season's coming And I'll spring up in your endless faithfulness Oh, With my roots deep in you, I'll grow the branch and though I'm small, I'll still be standing in the storm Cause I am planted by the river I'm by your streams of living water And I'll grow up strong and beautiful All for your splendor, Lord So with my Stretched out, I'm swaying to your heartbeat I'm growing with the sound of your voice calling You're bringing out the beauty that you have put in me For your joy and for your glory falling Streams of living water
your splinter, Lord. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 yeah. You raise me in your love, love, love. You raise me in your love. You raise me in your power. With my roots deep in you, I grow the branch that bears the fruit. And though I'm small, I'll still be standing in the storm. Cause I am planted by the river and by your streams and living water. And I'll grow up strong and beautiful All for your splendor, Lord Oh, your splendor, Lord